Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Soccer Crush, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. We have a lot to get into today, and it's going to be heavy. It's going to be a lot. We're going to be angry. Get your snacks now. Get your snacks. Get your trail mix. Get your dog. Get your cat. (laughs) And uh, we'll jump into it after we uh, do some listener rapid fires. We should have gotten more, but maybe after hearing how delightful we are at answering them, you will be inspired to submit your own. Right. But first, let's shameless club our book club. If you haven't joined already, please go to our Twitter, which is alive and active. Fill out our Google form so that we can send you the link and, you know, join us for book club. It's going to be fun. It's low pressure and it'll change your life. Also, yes, I'm excited about the book and we just got a copy from the author to send out to our giveaway winner. MJ, so I'll get that out in the mail to you as soon as possible so you can get reading. And, you know, take a second to rate and review our podcasts wherever you get podcasts. Um, and thank you for listening and hanging out. And let's jump in to it. I do not have a host rapid fire. I am a bad host. I have one. I'm ready for it. Ooh. If you could meet only one of your soccer crushes, just one. Who are you meeting? Now, in this meeting, do we get to say whatever we want? You can say whatever you want. I would pick Ben Shilwell and say, get a better stylist. <laughs> would, would waste your one soccer I would crush absolutely. meeting. Absolutely. That is how I feel about it. It is. Okay. That is how I feel. I would meet Mo Salah. It's not really a big shocker for anyone, is it? <laughs> would you ask him where he gets his soaps? Oh, well, where do you get your fancy soaps? <laughs> Watch him say, I use Irish Spring. <laughs> Most of law does not use Irish Spring. <laughs> okay, he uses Egyptian Spring, whatever. <laughs> I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I would have guessed that. What would yours be, Gina? Um, I don't know. It's a two-way toss-up. Kevin and Mason? No, it's Tobin oh. and Mason. Wow. Right now, oh. I'd, be like, I'd be like Tobin. Why Arsenal? Like, why did you do that to me? Because I took it personally. And then I feel like I just I just need to meet Mason Mount. I feel like we might be besties, guys. He would annoy the hell out of you. I feel like that might be fair, but likewise. But he has money, so it's fine. He could buy you chicken Mondays. Yes. I feel like he would keep things interesting for I sure. I think so. For sure. I feel like I could hang. Beth, do you have a rapid fire? I do not. No. Well, good thing we have listener rapid fires. Oh, yeah. Um, our first one is from Chris Clausen 3. Um, and Chris, <laughs> Chris, oh, Chris. Chris asks us, will Pete Rose ever be elected into the Hall of Fame before the earth is destroyed? No. Chris, <laughs> You're asking the wrong people. This is a soccer podcast. (laughs) I would say there are two questions here, really. One, oh my God, I'm going to get so much shit for this. One, does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? It's a fair question. And two, isn't the earth going to be destroyed in like three weeks? I don't know. I'm not one of those Bible prophecy people. If he were elected into the Hall of Fame, who would do all the used car commercials? I have no idea. I mean, he seems to be pretty okay not in the Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Red, what do you think? You have an opinion? 
You want to say anything? No. Yep. She just wants she to be no included. Opinion. We respect it. She's I having think- a grumpy day because there were was l- lightning and thunder earlier. Mm. Not her favorite thing. So. so she's just kicking it with us today. Mm-hmm. Going to hang out right here. Jess in the Natty asks a great question. What is your ultimate soccer dream vacation? Stamford Bridge. Yeah, I want to do London soccer tour. That's mine. Um, Anfield on uh, Boxing Day. Nice. That's I hope a good that, one. I hope that happens for you. I hope so, too. One day. One day. After you meet Mo Salah and he tells you where he got the soaps and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, now we're He says, would you like to be my guest to Boxing Day at Anfield Road? And you were like, I'd say, yes, sir. I would. He would say, you're an American. You're suffering enough. Let me help. <laughs> it's, it's his act of charity. He can write it off on his taxes. Heck yeah. Really? Do you even have soap in America? I don't know. <laughs> Do you even have soap in America? <laughs> that's, a good, I, that's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> because we're white and white people like apparently were all on Twitter a while ago saying they don't wash their feet in the shower. <laughs> oh, no. That's awful. If you're white, please wash your feet and your legs. <laughs> if you're any, any, everyone, all listeners, please wash your feet. <laughs> On a regular basis, yes. at least once a week, folks. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. I haven't done something. Oh. No, <laughs> so Julia in the Natty, hi Julia, asks which team mascot is the best, and why is it forward Madison's Leonola Messi and Rose Cowbell? Honestly, I don't have a better answer for it. Julia, you nailed it. It is definitely forward Madison. It's because they're named after two of the best soccer players of all time. It's that Jesus guy who goes to the Nashville games. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, and no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not correct. For a second, I was like, <laughs> he has the punny signs like, let my people go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> which is clever. Mm-hmm. But forward Madison. No, but you're right. It's Rose Cowbell. There's no contest. And now we have the best questions that I think we've ever been. Oh, yeah. Monking Cruiser. Came through. Hey, Tyler. What's or who's your dream coach for FC Cincinnati? And who's your realistic coach you'd want? I have one, but we don't deserve him. We don't. Thomas Tuchel. No, we don't deserve him. Leave him at Chelsea. He's one of the (laughs) things there. We don't deserve him. Jurgen Klopp, bring well, him over. I would I'm love so that. Happy. That would be fantastic because one. Him and Jack's turn would just be so happy together. So yeah, happy. It'd be too much. And that means people would start losing, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they already drew, so. Oh. Um. I think our realistic coach would be apparently anyone from the Bailey who thinks they're an MLS coach. That is true. We have Why not just give <laughs> can't be worse than what we've had. They have so mm-hmm. much MLS coaching experience in this in the Bailey, and that's where they should start looking for a new coach. Although I think anyone with MLS experience will be better than what we've had. In the Bailey or in the gutter? Because I was thinking they're basically the same. Well, you know. I would just like a coach that's not racist. Yeah, okay. that's a good starting point too that's like the bar is on the floor yep yeah so i'm pretty low maintenance in that regard so any of the women's coaches jill ellis could we just 
see what she can Emma do. Hayes. Oh, she needs but to keep stay her with Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> and then, very importantly, if you went on a date with Olivier Giroux, what would you order? Mm, dessert. <laughs> I think he is the dessert. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> that thing was just mm, dessert. Mm. <laughs> no, I would order uh, something very expensive because, you know. I would get the wagon. Gotta live it up. Apparently, yeah. that's fancy. And my own. You would order what? I'm assuming we're going to Jeff Ruby's here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would get my own mac and cheese. Okay. <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't say the, jack, the, the joke, but Jess and the Natty, she knows the implications of going to Jeff Ruby's. That's fine. That's. <laughs> I, I don't even need Jeff Ruby's for that with Olivier Giroux. I think I would order room service the next morning. Ooh. And now it's soccer crush after dark. Soccer crush after dark. <laughs> I love it. If MLS teams were Halloween candy, which ones would each or some be? I have a good one for this because I've been thinking about it. Okay. And Nashville would be payday. Not only because Payday is shitty candy, but also because that is the only reason that uh, Don Garber wanted to put a uh, franchise in Nashville. You're not wrong. Get a Payday. That is appropriate. That's my answer. Who is the candy corn team? Because I think it's FC Cincinnati. I was going to say FC Cincinnati. It might be us. Like, you keep eating it because you think that it's supposed to be good. But really, it just, like, leaves your mouth tasting like wax. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. I was going to say it's very polarizing. Some people either really, really love it or you really, really hate it. But even the people who really, really hate it love to talk about it. That's fair. Which is also true about candy corn, because you always see those anti-candy corn stands out. They're like, oh, candy corn's the worst. Candy corn is trash. Just don't talk about it if you don't like it. I'm going to say... Very good point. ...that the Timbers are fun dip, because I never think about it. But then when I have one, I'm like, oh, this is pretty okay. (laughs) (laughs) I would say... Seattle is like a Nestle crunch. Okay. Just for re- just because? Yeah, I really like Nestle crunch and I have respect for Seattle and Spencer's there. Okay. I don't like it all the time. Got to be in the mood for it, but I like a Nestle crunch. I think I would definitely trade the Nestle crunch out of my Halloween bag. That's okay. I would take it, but I can't eat it this year. Next year, though, it's on like Donkey Kong. Um, who would be the Reese's? The one that everybody loves, so, the U.S. Women's National Team. Forward Madison. <laughs> Not MLS, but it doesn't have to be. We make our own rules. Just Joseph Martinez. Just Joseph yes. Martinez. Okay, so <laughs> importantly, we need to answer this. What would the crew be if they were Halloween candy? Whoa. Whoa. A Tootsie Roll, sorry. A Tootsie Roll. <laughs> An old classic. <laughs> yeah. An I old mean, like, classic. it's fine. It's okay, it but looks like <laughs> <laughs> this is a fantastic question. Look at red. I can't. I'm so very upset. All right, having a rough day. Any, any other Halloween candy thoughts? I, I don't think so. Um, I will say Orlando City 
would be those tiny wax bottles that had the juice inside, but you didn't know how to to consume them. So you just <laughs> had waxy juice. I was going to say Orlando <laughs> Most useless, would be disgusting. the razor blade in a candy snuck in by a cop to blame. There you go. <laughs> Did you guys watch the show Freaks and Geeks? Yes. Oh, great Halloween episode. Great Halloween episode. Um, watch it. I think, yeah. Next question. And next question are, what are our score predictions for the next three USA games against Jamaica, Panama, and Costa Rica? I'm assuming this is the men's. Mm-hmm. It must be. Because I'm going to say um, lose, lose, lose. Not great. Not great, Bob. I'll say that they will draw with Jamaica 1-1. Okay. Okay. Panama, they will win 2 to nothing. And lose and to Costa Rica, nothing. they'll win 1 to nothing. That's my oh. prediction. Ooh. I think we're going to lose to Costa Rica. Ooh. I did find out today, though, that I won the lottery and we'll get tickets to the U S men's national team, but they're not for me. They are for someone else. I'll spend <laughs> money to go see men. Congratulations. I d- ended up deciding not to enter it. Not the least of which, cause Jess can't go with me, but I also mm-hmm. just decided not to spend that much money. On but I just don't want to spend $125. No. And that's the cheapest to see mm-hmm. the men's team. When I spent like $40 and saw the women's team when eight annihilated. Yeah. And speaking of, it's time for some league updates. Hold yeah. that thought, ladies. We're going to get into that. Starting with USL, though. So on the 25th, taking it back a couple weeks, Rowdy's played Hartford. It was 2-1. And, of course, Seba had another brace. It was beautiful. Unfortunately, Hartford broke the 891-minute shutout streak that the Rowdies had going on. Still amazing. Still, like, fantastic 891 minutes. It's just... It's a long time. Good for you, Evan Morrow. You could watch all the episodes of Ted Lasso and still have time left over. I think you should. I'm going to. Just watch (laughs) Ted Lasso. And then on Saturday, October 3rd, they played Charleston, and it was 2-1. Stubba had a PK, and Battery had a penalty. But white strike. The white strike happened, and it was pretty fantastic. I feel like everybody had been waiting for that for a long time. It definitely delivered. I also got in my shirt that our lovely friend, Daniel, and his... No, it's Casey. Casey did it. phenomenal partner, Casey, who is like one of our favorite people in the world. Hey, girl, hey. Designed. I got a Steven Dos Santos shirt because I truly believe he's the love of my life. That's fair. Soccer crushing it. Someone out there have him like DM me. I love him. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The end of your shameless life. So at the top of the table, it's Phoenix Rising in the Pacific, El Paso Locomotive in the Mountain, Birmingham Legion in Central, Yes, and then the Rowdies in the East. I will say Birmingham Legion is one point ahead of that purple team that we don't like to talk about. So you just mean keep FCC sending, too? Yeah, just keep sending uh, thoughts and prayers that Birmingham Legion keeps that up. Thanks, Mikey Lopez. I'm seriously considering skipping the FC Cincinnati-Orlando match to go to... Indy to watch uh, Ledesma play against uh, Lou City. I don't blame you. It's yeah. very exciting to have him back in Indianapolis, back well, back in USL mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. And I would go do the same thing. 
We'll definitely see him next year. I think he landed in a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're lucky to have him. He's a delightful person. Yes. 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 And then MLS on the 25th, DC United, FC Cincinnati, 4-2. And Yap out. Yoan out. Yeah. Other assistant coach whose name I had to put down that I can't remember out. Saeed Bacati. Him. Um, and then Tyron Marshall steps up, and he is fashion. He is a very nice dresser. Unfortunately, that has not led to any wins. No, because on the 29th, we play Toronto, who was at the time the worst team in MLS, and we lose 3-2. And then Saturday on the 3rd, New York Red Bulls, FC Cincinnati 1-0. And, of course, it was our perfect boyfriend, Andrew Gutman. I would like also like to ask right now, Beth – did I hear fuck you, Frankie, from the Bailey? Um, I'm pretty sure there was a contingent down front that was chanting uh, that to okay. Mr. Frankie. He got a few boos, but he also didn't really have possession long enough to get like an extended boo. Okay. And then he got subbed out at the half, and so they couldn't boo when he got subbed out either. So, well, I mean, you still could have. With the right attitude. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, there was plenty to boo at. Um, but yeah, no, um, I was looking, I was really hoping to get in at least a few like boos at Frankie, but um, just didn't appreciate the uh, <laughs> the way he left. And um, it just wasn't, I don't know, it didn't, wasn't good vibes. And uh, um, yeah, but he really, honestly, he didn't really have the ball hardly ever. So <laughs> it's hard to boo him. Um, but Andrew Gutman is still Andrew Gutman. I, th- guys, we're not playing a good team. Like they are like in fourth plate or like bottom, like fourth from the bottom. Um, they just ended up having more chances than us. Um, and we were worse than them. Andrew Gutman kicked a lot of them over the goal. Um, but then he got one in. So like, and good on him. Act like the perfect boyfriend. Like, the- Oh yeah. He was super respectful. He didn't like, you know, show off too much about it. I think he blew a few kisses and then <laughs> went back to go play. It wasn't like a huge celebration. He didn't like shush the Bailey or anything like that. So or his lasso. So yeah. about the whole Frankie thing, could mm-hmm. it be that maybe he's just not as good as everyone thought? Mm. So I, I think it's possible. I mean, certainly he didn't get the best chance at development with with our club. Um, I mean, multiple coaches during the time he was here and um, not a great um, playing experience, I imagine. Um, But I also think that maybe, you know, he, Koch maybe was on to something, sending him to Orange County. So I don't know. (laughs) I I mean, he seemed like a good kid. I, I don't know what the deal was, but I'm no tactical expert. That was a that was a rough one to, um, to be. I mean, I keep saying that. I think out of all of those games, the DC FCC one was the hardest to watch because, yes, we played bad and we they played better than us and they won. But there were also some really bad calls and it really felt like there was a period there where it felt like we were in it. But then it just got deflated so what do you guys think about all of the changes happening in the fc cincinnati organization right now clearly much needed i think we can all agree that there's one major change that needs to happen that is not going to happen that's that jeff burning leaves 
but yes. So but, to, for all transparency. But our new GM was announced today. Chris Albright, I believe his name. Oh, is. he was officially announced. He was announced earlier. They're having a press conference Wednesday. We can watch on the FC Cincinnati website. Yeah, um, people really wanted a press conference. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he has MLS experience. He's really helped take uh, Philly Union to some new levels. You know, mm-hmm. I think they won the Supporter Shield four times in the last eight years. And, you know, they've mm-hmm. been near the top of the table. So he has the MLS experience, which is greatly needed. He mm-hmm. apparently still has a will to live. We'll see how long that takes to Cincinnati get rid of. <laughs> um, he's from Philly, so he's pretty liberal. Party on, dude. Hope you like our food. Eat some ghetto. <laughs> um, I I don't mind Jeff Birding on the business end of things. I just want him to stay away from soccer decisions. Um, and I hope that this is the right shifts um for us um because i think that there is a really good fan base here and there could be really something really special um if we can get a team that can perform so i agree i think these changes are kind of a little bit long overdue and i know that sounds weird to say i just feel like everything we've had has been so rushed and nothing has really felt thoughtful or organized. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of been a, we'll just fill the spot for now kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. let's look for something long-term. So I just think, don't be racist and yeah. don't lose a lot. <laughs> and I think now is a good time to do yeah. it coming up near the end of the season. He'll have like, you know, the off season to get to know the players. And then he'll have mm-hmm. all of training and preseason going into the next season, which I don't think a lot of our coaches have had like a solid amount of building time with it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll make a difference. I don't know, but it'll be. I hope so. I'm ready to have fun watching my team again because it's. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still have fun going to the matches. Like, get to see my friends, and you know, it's just I, you just want the soccer to be better. <laughs> so it's just you know yeah, embarrassing. So at the top of the table, it's the New England Revolution and the Sounders. Um, Revolution has 65 points and the Sounders are at 51. So like Revolution is really, really like driving at home. Title contenders? <sighs> I think so. At least it won't, it shouldn't be another freaking like Sounders and Atlanta or like Portland or Toronto in the top. I'm so sick of seeing the same ones in the top. No, it won't be Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> what we should do for playoffs each year is like take the top five and then the worst team and give them like, a wild card chance <laughs> how hilarious would it be if the worst team in the league just had a really awesome match and like beat the best one then they go to the final i'm like a total it would be pretty good chaos um i think revolution definitely is getting the supporters shield mm-hmm. it'd be now i'm sure they just need they like three more wins and then fc mm-hmm. at the bottom of the league with 20 points and yep. moving on to things that bring us joy premier league the 25th, it was Chelsea, Man City was 0-1. Liverpool, Brentford, 3-3 draw. Arsenal, Tottenham, 3-1. <laughs> and then this Thank weekend, you, this weekend it was Chelsea, Southampton, 3-1. Trevor Chaloba, um, Ben Chowell, and Timo Werner scored. Yay, Timo. He's tried so hard. VAR kind of effed us over in that match that a little dumb, bit. That was dumb, but whatever. Um, it was a very delightful rainy match. And I'm just saying for personal reasons, it was great. Um, and Mason Mount was back, and I do think he makes a difference in the midfield. Uh, and then Liverpool-Man City was... That was a fun up. match to watch. So, Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, and then Phil Foden's bad hair, and KDB. 
So if anyone <laughs> would ask me, like, hey, Liverpool and Man City are playing, what four players do you think will score? That would exactly be my Those list. Four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Mo's goal was incredible. Um, it was a super fun, competitive match to watch back and forth. I think if I were neutral, I'd be ecstatic. Um, but I really did want Liverpool to win because I hate Man City. So um, that would have been really nice. But um, speaking of oh, well. teams we hate, I just want to acknowledge Everton. Thank you for drawing. <laughs> just good job. Uh, <laughs> we also never mentioned Everton. We know Jess is a fan. Yeah, thank you, Jess. She is, yeah. And so the top of the table is Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City. Going into Currently. international break, it feels good to be on top. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll stay that way. It might. We don't know. But we're going to enjoy it while we can. And if you need more Chelsea content, go to our last episode and just overdose. Just enjoy <laughs> yourself. Um, and now the U.S. Women's National Team we all got to see each other in real life and we got to yeah. see them in real life. It was the USA and Paraguay. Uh, 8-0 at the tickle. Alex Morgan hat trick. Braces for Katarina Macario and one each from Sophia Smith, Carly Lloyd, and the Rose Lavelle. And I said, was it the greatest match you've ever watched in real life? I just have to say that I love that Trisha just corrected spelling in the show notes oh, while we're talking. <laughs> you can see it pop up. It's just really funny. <laughs> um, I love that Rose opened up the scoring at the match. It was super fun. Um, started to get a little tired from goal celebrations. I got a little bored when it went 20 minutes without one. I was like texting my dad. I was like, man, no one scored for 20 minutes. Boring. Yeah, it was, what, five goals in the first 15 minutes? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they came out pretty hot. It was, I'm not going to lie, like the first starting lineup, I was like, nah, okay. Really, because I knew that Tobin Heath was on the bench, and that's really who I wanted to see. But to see some of these younger players get in and get these minutes in was so exciting. I was it was so exciting to see Sophia Smith and and then have Lynn Williams come mm-hmm. on and uh, Katarina Macario is just equally as brilliant and it's oh, yeah unbelievable these women. Yeah, it was fun to watch them. I I know that the. Um, Paraguayan team is still like developing I think I hope that it was a good um training experience for them to come over and do that I'm sure they I mean they were exhausted to watch them on the field they looked exhausted exhausted. felt bad for them (laughs) um I just hope that they I hope that they had a good you know trip over and enjoyed the experience I hope that the player continues to develop that had to be wheeled off is doing okay blessings to them um, it was exciting. It, first of all, Beth, it was so exciting to see you. I know it was really nice. Like to just and to be I, that was your first time in TQL, wasn't it? It was. We have not been yeah. inside. The world. Yeah. How did you like it? Well, you know, it was a stadium full of people. It's <laughs> the stadium is gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. The stadium is gorgeous. Um, it's so different from Nippert and. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that FC Cincinnati has a home. Now, I don't want to see all of you unmasked ever again. No. I love you all, but that was a lot of people in a very pandemic world. There were two things that were great for me. One, I got to hug 
Jay and Katie and Michael and Liz, Mm. people I love so, 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 so much and haven't seen in forever. I see you frequently, Beth. I love you, but you know, it's different. Let's be I get it. (laughs) I didn't have to see anything about the fucking Bearcats. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You see, I wish I could mute it for my entire life. We were standing um, at the um, the game on Saturday, and it was like pouring down rain, and we were under the like cover, so we're, like it's pouring on the field, but like we were not getting a drop on us. And Jose turned around, and he was like, "We deserve this. We deserve to be out of the rain. Yes, <laughs> we put in our time. We went to Louisville in a tropical storm. Like we we come week after week and watch this terrible team. Like it, I, we deserve to not be getting rained on right now. So yeah, when it was that part is delightful. It was so nice. We were sitting there, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's raining. We're dry. We brought our like rain jackets. I know. Every time I wore my rain pants on Saturday, thinking that like maybe walking from the game, like afterwards, we'd get wet, but." It wasn't raining on the, our way in or our way out and just during while we were there. So it was just perfect. Lovely. It was beautiful. And if you ever get an opportunity to watch the U.S. Women's National Team play, it is everything that you would ever expect and want and love. And it's yeah, super fun. Go with your friends. Um, <laughs> and... I think Should we need to take a break before we... Uh, yeah. Sure, yeah, let's talk some tactics. Well, those were good tactics. Mm-hmm. Feels so much smarter. Um, yikes. So the reason that this episode is kind of heavy is because if you've been, you know, paying attention at all in the soccer community, you have seen of some things affecting what's going on in women's soccer, particularly in the NWSL. And on Thursday, on the 30th of September... Meg Lannan's investigative article for The Athletic accusing North Carolina Courage coach Paul Riley of sexual coercion posted. And I don't think anyone was surprised. I think that there has been always kind of these rumblings in NWSL and, um, and, and it, everybody started to speak out and it just became this whole visible topic and subject and we have thoughts about it. So um, I did put a quote in from ESPN that the players union has said that in addition to supporting the two former players, um, Sinead Farley and Mana Shim, who came out against Riley, it also backs Kaya McCullough, who was part of a Washington Post investigation into formal former Washington spirit coach, Richie Burke. And, you know, we follow Kaya. I just nominated her for crush mm-hmm. of the week. She has been very outspoken and has been a whistleblower and um, definitely support all of these women who are speaking up and speaking out and showing support. And, you know, any woman in any industry, it's just, it's not just sports, I think has a story like this. And, so let's dig into it, ladies. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that when something like this comes out, um, I, I'm, I'm never really truly shocked because I think that abuse towards women happens at all, all levels of sports. And 
um, in, in all areas of life. I think it's just kind of like the um, reality for a lot of women is that the world is a very scary place. And it's really, unfor- I mean, obviously, I just feel so bad for these women that are trying to live their dream and um, to be treated that way um, is pretty awful. Um yeah, it's traumatizing. And it's also really difficult when something, something you, and I've talked about this before, when something you love has this kind of stuff going on, it it's like all of this is happening for what my entertainment, like you start to feel really bad about it. And, um, and it's hard to know how to support a, a, a sports league or a sports team um, that is creating these environments for women without, like you want to support the players, right? And so in doing so, you're supporting this team in this league that is also being abusive towards the players you're trying to support. So it's like, how do you get, how do you truly get to enjoy this thing that you love and have people be safe? Like, I I don't know. It just shouldn't be like that. That's the larger conversation. I think we had last summer about black lives matter Mm -hmm. is that, systemically and at the foundation it is a fucked up corrupt system Mm -hmm. and how do you go on loving and supporting something like that when you know at the foundation of it it's just busted Mm -hmm. then with lisa baird's first initial statement that was just pandering and then Mm -hmm. the receipts were brought out that she has known about this for months and Mm -hmm. did nothing about it she chose to do nothing about it she can't sit there and say that she didn't know. Oh my gosh, I'm so surprised. You knew people came to you and you cho- you chose to protect this business than to protect the people that you profit off of. Right. Um, so as of like today, she did, Lisa Baird did resign. Um, the league confirmed it on Friday, October 1st. So that's currently where we are. Um, and the receipts you're talking about, Alex Morgan posted mm-hmm. them on Twitter. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, Alex Morgan essentially said, fuck you. Here's, here's the screenshot of the emails. And um, I, another interesting thing was Angel City FC was the first club to make any statement. And that doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me at all, given how many former current player, well, former players are involved, how many women are involved with Angel City FC. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Nadia Nadine, came out and really criticized the league, but Mm -hmm. was kind of complimentary to racing Louisville. Mm -hmm. Um, It's good to hear. It, it is. It's like bittersweet, right? Where you're like, Mm -hmm. well, this is, is, yeah, you're being treated this way, but I'm glad you landed in a place that you feel supported. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I had such a problem with Lisa Baird's statement because it is so just kind of stereotypical. Oh, here we have a woman in power who is profiting off of the abuse of other women and she just doesn't care. You could have done anything and you chose mm-hmm. to do nothing. Mm-hmm. You just have, and I'm not saying having a different person in that position would have changed the situation. We don't know. And I don't know Lisa Baird. It, I don't want to give her any credit. I don't want to give her a pass, but it makes me wonder the people that she was surrounded with there. Did she feel like she couldn't do anything or did she really just not think she had to do anything? 
because we don't know what the structure is like at the top. Mm -hmm. We don't know the people that she was Mm -hmm. surrounded with. You know, she is the commissioner, but that you aren't some omniscient being where you can just make every single decision in the world and you there it's a company. There is a chain of events. There's a procedure. I don't think she tried to do anything with it, but how much of it was she held back? But did she try to push it? We don't know at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's just indicative of a much larger problem and something that is just going to be repeated probably until the end of time because people don't care about women. I just keep thinking like there are, you know, these young ladies trying to to reach their dreams, you know, do what they love. And then there's also actresses and accountants and, you know, I mean, women in any field who are trying to be the best at their field to do what they love. And there are people, I mean, there just continue to be people out here. I mean, out there who take advantage of them or, um, harass them and it's something that women have been dealing with for way way too long and I just I don't know you know it's a lot it's a lot to process when something like this comes up it's a lot to be a woman and I don't (laughs) really that it's something men ever think about because they don't have to right because the way society is set up it has always been to benefit men and they can sit Mm -hmm. there and cry about their struggles as much as they want but I don't care about your fucking struggles. You don't go into work every day worrying about a boss sexually harassing you. You don't walk home at night in fear. You don't walk. I can walk from my car into the building and be texting someone because what if someone is around me? You don't just this morning. I I went to walk the dog. It was six o'clock in the morning. It was dark. And I would took red out and we go to do our normal loop on the street. And there was a man crossing Martin Luther King. And I was like, well, let's go back the other way because I don't know. Like, no. I don't know who that guy is. You know, I don't know if he would hurt me or hurt my dog. You know, you we just, live in a it, society it, that yeah. just, I feel like it feeds on the fear of women because mm-hmm. so many things are stacked against us. And we're speaking as white women. I can't imagine what it's like to be a woman of color in this oh, world. Absolutely. Or a trans woman. I trans can't women, imagine yeah. any of just that. Just I can live, yeah. our experiences. And I don't think men really get that. Like, we have a handful of great men in our lives. Thank you to the ones who have reached out and checked in on us and, you know, acknowledged how traumatizing this past week must have been. We genuinely appreciate you. A note that I made, too, is this is lacking male player response. Not that Mm -hmm. I'm looking to amplify male voices to talk about women's trauma, because that's definitely not it. But I'm noticing you. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. noticing the people who are speaking out and the ones that are silent during this time as well. It just, it speaks volumes. And Mm -hmm. because a lot of the players will be generic throughout the year, like, Oh, support women's soccer. And then this comes up and you're silent. You're choosing not to say anything. And and not just, I mean, yes, players, but I'm talking sports community mm-hmm. period or soccer community period. I'm Other male podcasts. Male podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'm talking journalists. I'm talking announcers. Anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, your silence is deafening. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to amplify male voices, but when it's something that is so big, you should be showing that support. Not making it about you, but being like, hey, we see this is happening. It sucks. We got you, fam. What do you need? And you're not doing any of that. 
The U.S. Soccer Federation is investigating, I have seen. FIFA's looking into it, too. I mean, we got Sally Yates. Yeah. So I think that's significant. Um, Mm -hmm. The thing is, is it's not like, I don't want to be like, oh, get rid of the NWSL. No, because women deserve the opportunity to play soccer and every opportunity. I mean, they're already at the disadvantage of only having 10 professional clubs. So... I understand why the matches were canceled and I fully support it if that's what the players want. But on one hand, it kind of felt like they're just being punished again. Like now you're going to cancel their matches and not let them do the thing that they've trained their entire lives to do because of your mistakes and your support. That was definitely my initial reaction. And then I thought about right now they don't know that they have a safe workplace. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they shouldn't have to go to work. <laughs> that was my thought. But like when they, like I, I got there eventually, mm-hmm. like I was like, I, I think it makes sense to call off work if we don't know it can be safe. And so not to mention limit yeah. the profiting off of their bodies when you're not going to protect their bodies. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All this to say, do better. It is so easy not to sexually assault someone. Mm-hmm. Like, do people know that? I've gone my entire life without sexually assaulting someone. Never even wanted to sexually mm-hmm. objectify Olivia Giroud. <laughs> yes. Sexually sure, well. sure. <laughs> That's where we draw the line at soccer crush. <laughs> yeah. There are boundaries. Crush all you want, but <laughs> keep your hands to yourselves. Consent matters. It does. Any final thoughts? Men are terrible and no one is surprised. I want to leave my final thoughts with the women who have come forward and I applaud your bravery. I'm so sorry that you've had to do this and I'm sorry I, you have to keep reliving your trauma over and over again and having people find ways to belittle you. I we support you. I can't imagine how horrific it is, um, but just know that there's a whole lot of people beside you and behind you and, and we'll continue to speak out wherever we can. Mm-hmm. I will second that. I I thought a lot about um, while this was going on about the um, U.S. women's gymnastics team and some of the things that they've had to go through recently. And um, uh, just to have to be like to be on such a public stage dealing with this, um, dealing with your trauma is got to be super challenging. So um, just sending sending out love and positive vibes to to all of you. I hope. Hope each day gets better. I did see that Allie Raisman tweeted about it. Good. And, you know, mm-hmm. come follow us on Soccer Crush. It's a safe space where we will continue to be supporting women and all of their achievements and endeavors mm-hmm. and successes. And, and if you want to talk about it with someone non judgmental, our DMs are open. You're always welcome to come chat with us if you need a space. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We're with you. All right, guys. Time to wrap this one up. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. And that is it for today, Crushes. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. 
A new Crush of the Week poll will be coming your way this weekend. If you have any nominations, send them our way. Um, if you want to share your soccer love story, DM us. We would love to have you. Uh, join our book club. We're reading, I think this is actually perfect timing. We're reading Get Your Head in the Game by Dominic Stevenson. It's about uh, mental health and soccer. Um, so I'm super excited to check it out. Um, and come, yeah, come join us. There's a link on our Twitter to sign up um, so that you make sure you get all the invites for the discussions. Um, make sure you like, subscribe, and rate our podcast on all platforms. And thank you for listening to Soccer Crush. Soccer Crush.